to What's the Takeaway podcast. We are so pleased that you're joining us, Julie, Danielle and myself, Jacqueline, as we chat about faith, life and everything in between. Our prayer is that God shows you what's the takeaway he has for you on your journey with him through each episode. Hello and welcome to What's the Takeaway podcast. We hope you've enjoyed our initial episodes. We are so thankful and blessed by the love and support that we've received today. I'm Jacqueline. Julie and Danielle and today we're on episode six and we're going to talk about what is salvation. Good topic. Yes. So ladies when we look at some definitions of salvation we've got salvation means being rescued by God from the consequences of our wrongdoing Mm. wrongdoing, Mm -hmm. and salvation is God's grace. Oh now there's many more definitions out there but what do you think these two sum them up? Anything you want to add? Yeah, I, I think that sounds good I to think me. those are good. Yeah, yeah quite good, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And then if we look to the Bible, which we always want to turn people towards the Bible, and we look at examples that we're seeing there. So we first one I've got here in front of me is Zacchaeus. Good now, old Zacchaeus. Good old Zacchaeus. Many of us will know the Zacchaeus song if we've been through Sunday school. <laughs> How Zacchaeus, does that song go, Jacqueline? Zacchaeus yes. was the wee little man and the wee little man was he. Oh, <laughs> he climbed up in head, a so. tree <laughs> for the Lord he wanted to see. Um, and Jesus obviously spots Zacchaeus up the tree, mm-hmm. tells him to come down and he goes to his house for tea, as the song would say. Um, and, you know, that's such... It was such a big, huge moment where you know people could see that Jesus was going to this man, sinner man's yeah. house for dinner. But um, in verse 8, so we're looking at Luke 19, verse 8. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. If I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him in verse 9, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too, the son of Abraham, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Mm. Oh, that's Zacchaeus's... Um, that's a good testimony of his salvation yeah. that he was willing to give the money back. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> um, you know, it's this kind I, of repentance, isn't yeah, it? And realising that he's done wrong. Um, and then another one that we could look at is the... And coming up to... Oh, just past Easter, um, when we're recording this... We're looking at the, the thief on the cross hmm. with Jesus. So we had, we had the two men, mm-hmm. the two criminals, and one mocked Jesus hmm. and basically said, if you're the son of God, then save yourself. The modern world um, today. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and the other one obviously said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Mm. And Jesus says to him, truly, I tell you today, you'll be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. The humility. Yeah. And they're you know, two very good examples. And I think what's really important to look at there is, you know, obviously, out of the three men that were on the cross, mm-hmm. there was only one man who hadn't committed any sin there. Mm-hmm. And that was Jesus Christ. The other two men had been genuinely found guilty. Yeah. They were genuinely yep. in an error. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... A beautiful story of salvation from, or a picture of salvation from the Old Testament, has gone back to Ruth and Naomi, mm-hmm. um, where Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws were moving back from Moab, and Naomi turned to her daughter-in-laws and told them to go back to their own land. She was freeing them of any commitments that they had to, her. and one daughter-in-law she turns and returns to her own country, and Ruth, at this point, well, she refuses to go back, and there's a famous 
phrase that often we find in wedding ceremonies and things, mm-hmm. don't we? But actually, it was your people are my people. Yes, I will go where you go. Exactly, exactly, and that is seen as a picture of salvation, where Ruth accepts God as her God and mm. wants to follow, um, following her, following her mother-in-law's yeah. footsteps mm-hmm. and her mother-in-law's faith, and not to also mention that. The whole book of Ruth is a redemption story. Yeah, the redemption yeah. story. The redemption that we I love that word, have. by the way, redemption, mm-hmm. reconciliation. Yeah. Those are good definitions for Absolutely. salvation as well. So that's as we've looked at a few biblical examples. Julie, if I can come to you now, and if we, you know, what would you say salvation means to you? Um, I think just quite simply it's choosing God, choosing him over everything and everyone else. Um, I mean, the disciples left everything behind to follow Jesus because he could give them the only thing that they truly needed, which mm-hmm. was um, freedom from sin and, like mm, you said, Danny, reconciliation sin. with God. Mm-hmm. And that changed their priorities, didn't it? They left everything behind because he was the most important thing. Um, I grew up in the church and I can't really remember a time when I didn't believe in God. Like, I've mm-hmm. always known that he was real. Mm-hmm. I've always talked to him. I remember even being a small child and just having a conversation with God, you know, as I went about my day sort of thing. Um, since I've been really small, I've always been like that. It's come kind of naturally to me. Um, but it wasn't really until I was in my early teens that I really made a decision to follow Christ. Um, and I, it might kind of seem like, well, of course, that would be the next step for you because you've been brought up in that. And of course you would, mm-hmm. you would mm-hmm. take that next step. But... I think um, it still was life-changing because, you know, um, although I believed in God and I knew the gospel, I believed what the Bible said, I knew it was true, I had to still make a choice to to make Jesus the Lord of my life Mm -hmm. and not just, you know... Well, it just was more than what I had been believing all my life. It was was a next step. Mm -hmm. It was the next thing that needed Mm -hmm. to happen. Um, And I did make that choice... Um, to accept that salvation that he was offering as mine personally. Mm. Like he made that sacrifice for me mm-hmm. um, and I had to choose to accept that and give myself to him. And that for you is salvation. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So we come to you then, Danielle. Mm-hmm. If we look at salvation and we look at the examples that we've just spoke about, Julie's own personal examples and our biblical examples, mm-hmm. who actually needs salvation? <laughs> who mm-hmm. all needs salvation? <laughs> um, I was thinking about this question because that's a, I actually wrote, why do I need salvation? Because mm. I thought in the first person, why do I need to be saved or why did I need to be saved? Why do I need to be saved from my own self on a daily basis? But that's another story. <laughs> but um, why do I need, why do we need salvation? I was thinking about what both of you said because both of you were raised somewhere in the church, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. So I believe that what the Bible tells us is that it doesn't matter if you're a church kid or not, you know, salvation's Mm. for everybody. You can be a church kid and need to be saved and you can be a non-church kid and need to be saved, which was what I was. But why we need it is because in the Garden of Eden, we had a problem. Mm. In the Garden of Eden, we were walking with God. Adam and Eve were walking with God. Humanity was walking with God. And then, um, you know, temptation entered into the Garden, and we see how a choice was made to no longer choose God's way because we assumed in our minds that there was something better Mm. than Mm -hmm. what God was offering us. So we entered into our souls having a spiritual problem. Our souls have a spiritual problem. Everyone's soul has a spiritual problem. And I can say that not only for my soul— you girls could mm-hmm. say that for yourselves. Yeah. But even where I work, people come in and 
their their souls have problems, you know, and they want a solution to their problem. Mm -hmm. And I always think, well, for me, the solution is salvation. Like if you knew what God could do for you and what Jesus Christ has done, I don't think we would be sitting here talking about stress techniques. <laughs> do you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think you would really see that life could be so different with God. But in that garden, we we were we got lost. We got separated from God, who is our maker. And that loss led us to trying to go about life and spiritual life um, with our own understanding and in our own way. And we can see how people now, even today, they try to have a spiritual type of life, mm -hmm. but it's I, for me, it's it's an attempt to try to reach God because I think Jesus, no, I know, not I think, I do know that Jesus has made a way. He tells us in scripture he's made a way. He showed us by his death on the cross that he made a way. He died, he died and rose again on the third day. His resurrection shows, you know, so he's making a way for everybody. Um, if even that, some people are so lost that they don't even believe that their soul even exists. You know, mm -hmm. like I've met mm -hmm. people, I've, I met a young man who was like, if I had a soul, I would say it's dead. You know, some people just don't even know there's a missing thing and I don't know what that missing thing is. I would say a lot of people, I'm not going to say all people, but I definitely think that we ourselves have tried to make our own interpretation of this world and how this world functions and how to be in this world, how yeah. to be humans, parents, friends, everything that we talk about. But the bottom line is we really got lost. Mm -hmm. I think we've really gotten lost. And um, and it's a problem for the entire world. And we got lost. And when we got lost, we've created ourselves a multitude of problems. And I think that can be seen. Maybe maybe you can even list some of the problems, ladies. But I think if you were to look out in the world, mm -hmm. so we can look within ourselves externally mm -hmm. and we can see the need because we're even at like we're not at ease within our own selves mm -hmm. at times. You know, we're like there's something going on. Absolutely. And then you look outward into the world and you can see that the world has made a mess of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, like we can't get anything right, mm -hmm. no matter how much we try and no, how, no matter how much politicians try. But we have a list of problems. And these problems lead us to needing to be saved. We need to be saved from ourselves. And salvation is deliverance from damage and suffering, it tells us. Like if you were to go to the Blue Letter Bible and you were to look that up, it would say deliverance from damage and suffering to protect the soul. And for the Christian is eternal spiritual deliverance and the saving from sin. Mm. Now, what is sin? Because that's like an old fashioned word. Sin is simply put in its own definition, it is missing the mark. And we have the old analogy of the guy with his bow and arrow and he pulls the bow and arrow back and the arrow is meant to hit dead center bullseye in the target, right? But it doesn't hit in the center. And that that means he's missed the mark. Mm -hmm. And I think us individually can say that we in our own lives have so many times missed the mark. We've tried to be loving. We've tried to yeah. be kind. We've tried to be morally good, generous, all these things. And we tend to miss the mark, you know, mm -hmm. like, I mean, maybe out of 100%, we've missed a large percent. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 98%. Yeah. But even in that missing, that like, even if all we missed was a milli, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, the tiniest amount possible, whatever that is, we would still need salvation. We would yeah. still need someone to help us. Mm -hmm. And I think like missing that mark is what we need to realize that when we're saying sinner, because I think the word sinner it puts people off so mm. bad. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I don't make apologies for it. It is the word. It's what's in scripture. Mm. But let's get down to the brass tacks of what it is. It means that you miss the mark. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people can say, yeah, I've totally missed the mark. Mm. And then there's a lot of people who say, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I think as well, it's that for all we might be 
what we see as good people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A good person's not enough to get you into heaven. Yeah. You still need to repent of your sins. That's actually really good because you're saying, like, what is the purpose of it? And so Mm -hmm. we know that there's a moral reason. And the Mm -hmm. reason is that we need to be saved from ourselves. But we also know that there's no access into heaven without that Mm -hmm. salvation because Mm -hmm. we don't qualify on our own, which we read in Galatians. We read Mm -hmm. in Galatians, all through the book of Galatians, how we within our own works just do not qualify. But I have a bunch of verses and I'm going to read some of them, not all of them, but some of them, because I think some of them really do a better job than human beings trying to define it. But 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, it says, For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath. Okay, so he wants to save us from the wrath of hell, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then Romans 6, 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death, okay? But the gift of God is eternal life Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ our Lord. So that eternal life. And then we all know John three sixteen, for mm-hmm. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then it says in 2 Timothy 1, 9, he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done. So that goes back to that book of Galatians, mm-hmm. you know, on mm-hmm. our works, mm-hmm. but because of his own purpose and grace. The grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So this was God's plan. He knew all this stuff was going to take place. And I know unbelievers have such a hard time with that grasping, mm-hmm. even believers probably if God knew all this was going to happen, then why didn't he do dot, dot, dot? Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. this is the best option. <laughs> this was the best plan. He's God. He's in control. And then John three seventeen, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Okay. So a lot of people look at Jesus and they think he's only here to judge us, condemn us, point the finger at us, tell us how we're moral failures, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's like 1% of it because the reality is once that's, once you've believed that and you realize that mm-hmm. and you can receive that, the rest of it is all about the saving work of Jesus Christ and how great he is and the work that he's done for us. And he's come to do one thing. This is what I love. It says, for in Romans 5.10, it says, for if while we were God's enemies, okay, so if you are not saved, you are God's enemy. If you are not redeemed, you are God's enemy. Listen to what he did for you as his, as his enemy, because think about your enemy. Mm. Would you do this for your enemy? He says, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? So we're his enemies. He's looking down at us and all he has is love, compassion, mercy, and grace. And he's like, these guys need help. I need to go save them. Mm -hmm. And he comes down and he does the best plan possible. Mm -hmm. Even though it doesn't make sense to us, it's the best plan possible. Now... If I could add one more thing to Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Go for it. Salvation is found in Jesus alone. And I want to make that really clear because I believe that, evil, okay, let's just look at what Acts says. Acts says salvation is found in one and no one else. Okay, so Acts 4.12. People have a really hard time with this because in their mind, there has to be other avenues, right? Yeah. But he says to us in Acts 14, 4.12, he says salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. So no other name, no other faith, no other way. This is extremely difficult, but this is extremely true. So why do we have a problem with this? Why do we have a problem with this? Well, I'm going to give you an idea. So this isn't an exhaustive definition. And I know I'm going on and I'll stop right after this. But Buddhas, Buddhism, Buddha and Buddhism, this is what it offers us. It offers us quote-unquote enlightenment. Okay, it gives us what what Buddha called enlightenment, a little bit of some understanding. 
Hinduism, they have four aims of moral ethical life. So you go down the path of these four aims of moral and ethical life. Spirituality, which we have huge today. You know, like right now everyone's about being spiritual. You know, like how many crystals can you have? How many, you know, whatever it is. But it's all about spirituality right now. So you may feel a higher sense of purpose in that Mm -hmm. place of spirituality. You might even have peace and hope and it might give you some meaning. You might have confidence. You know, it might give you something. In politics, there's moral governance. There's all kinds of different ways we can go down what politics can do for people. And psychology, it's just behaviorism. It's managing your behavior. It's understanding yourself through behavior. But the solution to a spiritual problem is Jesus and the new beginning that he offers. Mm. And that's where I think salvation is found. Mm-hmm. You know, all these other things yeah. are things. And they're yeah. u- some of them are quite useful. Mm-hmm. But spiritual renewal and salvation mm-hmm. and your soul getting back to where it belongs, mm-hmm. that's a work of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. So we spoke about who needs salvation. Mm-hmm. We've spoke about, you know, to get into heaven. Mm-hmm. We need salvation to get our soul back to where it belongs. That's, you know, what we need. But how do we get it, Danielle? How do we get it? How do we get mm-hmm. it? Well, I'm so glad it- doesn't cost money because I wouldn't yeah. have enough. <laughs> I would not have enough. How do we get it? Well, I think it'd be interesting to see how you got it, but I'll talk about first, like, how do we get it? So I believe in Ephesians, he tells us that we need to hear the gospel. So we need to know that the gospel is even a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. there's so many people I talk to in my community who don't know who Jesus is, have never heard the gospel. And I find that really weird. This is this is Scotland. Like, this is the yeah. land that gave America the gospel. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm always shocked when I meet someone who is, has no clue. And yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me. But so, Ephesians, we need to hear. So, we need to hear the word of mm-hmm. God, the message of truth, the gospel of salvation. And then we need to believe it. In Romans 1 16, it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes it. So, do I really believe? That Jesus is who he says he is and what he said he did. Now, this is the thing. There's more proof for Jesus than anybody else. I just want to put that out there. If you want to go on a researching, you know, whatever. Fact-finding mission. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) fact-finding mission, Jacqueline. That's a good way to put it. You will find that he, he, there is so much proof for his existence and Mm -hmm. what he did. So I'm not here to prove any of that because that's up to you. The onus is on you to prove it, Um, which in return he will prove to you who he is. But I think the reality is, is that we need to remember that um, there's nothing more to believe on than that. Like we mm-hmm. always think like, oh, I have to believe Jesus and this or Jesus and I have to do this or I have to go here. Or, I have to be that. It's just Jesus and the work that Jesus did on the cross. Mm-hmm. The rest yeah. of that comes with time. Like the, the the transformation of who you are, and the growth of who you are. Am I making any sense? Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Like it comes with time, you know, mm-hmm. like I think if we just stick to Jesus and we don't get off track, mm-hmm. we can remember that that is where salvation starts. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the encouragement for me would be to somebody to say, you know what, just go look for Jesus, like the biblical Jesus, mm-hmm. and and read your word and mm-hmm. see if you can see him in the Gospels and see what he's done for people. For people, And then right after that, when you've done that and you've seen that he's real, you need to repent, which is mm-hmm. another old-fashioned mm-hmm. word. Repent to be saved. But no, repent. Simply getting back to what repent means, it just means to have a change of mind, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a change of mind and a change of purpose. So think about where we were. So you too can think about where you were as you were in the journey to finding God 
and then you get saved. And all of a sudden, those things that you that meant that gave you purpose or you found purpose mm-hmm. in or the things that your mind believed or thought, all of a sudden you start seeing that change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know what, God, you are right. I have failed and I do need help. And my failure is moral and it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's everything. And without you, I can't do this. And I believe that you did die for me on the cross. I believe that you did come to redeem me back mm-hmm. and to save me from my sins. So love it. That's love a, it. Yes. I think that's how you could get saved. That's it. And basically <laughs> it's just once, you know, it's like the, you know, the sinner's prayer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just once you believe that Jesus came and died for you on the cross, it's just crying out isn't mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you know i'm a sinner mm-hmm. i know you came to the earth to die for me mm-hmm. and that that's it you know once mm-hmm. you've prayed that and once you've met that in your heart that's your salvation yeah isn't it yeah and lots of good stuff comes from it yeah yeah but you know yeah, that definitely. is god's not asking us to go out and you know complete this course and yeah. that course and these other mm-hmm. things yeah. things can or be beneficial or... to your relationship with them yeah but your actual salvation comes yeah. down to just just admitting that Jesus faith, died. Faith right. in the work of the yeah, cross. faith. And it's so, so simple, yeah. isn't it? So, it's like so when simple. we were studying Galatians, like we were studying about how, you know, it was the Galatians were saved, but then somebody wanted to add something to mm, it. Yeah. And he was like, no, just focus on the fact That's that it. you've given your heart to God and walk in that. Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody come in and take that mm-hmm. away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, that was important. And that it's available to everyone mm. and anyone. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. down to race or gender or, Mm-mm. you know, what your experience has been in the past, salvation is there and ready for everyone. And, you know, there might be a lot of people that have actually grown up in church Mm -hmm. but never actually been truly told the gospel, Mm -hmm. never actually truly been Mm -hmm. told that they need to ask Jesus into their heart to forgive their sins. And that can be quite a, you know, wake-up moment. Um, I I think that's true, not only in the church, but I was raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. And I'd always heard about this guy named Jesus. And Mm -hmm. when you opened up your catechism books, there was this guy who was sitting on a rock and all the children were near him in this little image. Mm -hmm. So I I knew of this man, but I really genuinely Mm -hmm. didn't know who he was at all. But I think you can grow up thinking that you know. And the reality is is that it's a really intimate relationship mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. that changes everything Absolutely. Yeah. so once we've accepted Jesus and our hearts and we've asked him to forgive our sins what happens then Julie dun, well, dun, dun. <laughs> well, I think um, Julie once... what happens tell us now <laughs> I think um, you know the knowledge that he saved us from sin gives us a desire to know him more mm-hmm. um, and obviously if we had if we start attending church, then worship is part of that. And, mm-hmm. um, Especially for you and your life, huh? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, there's there's a desire to, to tell other people mm-hmm. about what we've experienced mm-hmm. and about Jesus because, like, it's a, an incredible, amazing, wonderful mm-hmm. thing. And, and mm-hmm. you know, if you really have it in your heart and in your life, then you're going to want to tell other people about that because you want them to have it too. I think that's um, such an important point there, Julie. Actually, once you've made that commitment, mm-hmm. go out and tell people. Mm-hmm. How many times did people in the Bible have an experience where yeah. Jesus came face to face, thinking the woman at the well? Mm-hmm. You know, lots of different ones where what did Jesus say to them? He didn't say, just just keep that to yourselves. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. go back to your village and tell people, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah. Go and tell people. So, yeah, that's an excellent example mm-hmm. to give. Um, I think as well, you know, we the Bible tells us to, to become more like him mm-hmm. and... It, it shows us how to translate that inward change 
into an outward change. Mm-hmm. Um, in Romans 12, there's a verse, um, I think it's verse 2, it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. So it's seeking after what his will is for you, Mm -hmm. the things that he wants you to do for him or, you know, that he wants to see happen in your life for your good, for your blessing, for your, um, just to... The way you want your yeah, yeah, the way you want um, you to continue on in your life I, now that you're doing life with him yeah. and not without him. That's awesome. Um also uh, in third John uh, chapter one it says, Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God, and anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. So mm. when when we see him, when we've seen him, we've had this revealed to us, we're being told to practice good mm-hmm. and not evil no longer evil or you know like you were saying like you don't have to be a bank robber or a murderer to be considered <laughs> bank quote unquote evil because uh, anything that isn't god mm-hmm. isn't from god isn't for god is that mm-hmm. it is you are his enemy mm-hmm. um but that's not easy to do yeah. and so he gives us a spirit to help us navigate this world from this new perspective that we have mm-hmm. this new these new this new goal in life um and galatians 4 verse 6 it says because you're his sons god sent the spirit of his son into our hearts the spirit who calls out abba father so we have that new spirit within us that has this connection with god Mm -hmm. and helps us to to take this new path i suppose Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely yeah yep so once we became born again Christian for the term that you know that most Christians would use is that a promise Danielle that everything's now going to be a bed of roses that from <laughs> now on and nothing is going wrong in our life no I wish it was no. but no it's not no. I actually like what you were saying though Jules because it really puts your eyes on the fact that like I think when people hear about Christianity or being a Christian they automatically go oh, God's totally going to just rain on my parade. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, like we see the negative side of it. Mm -hmm. And what we don't see is all the beautiful things you talked about, that the Holy Spirit becomes ours, that there's this renewal of mind. There's this newness. There's possibility that we didn't have before. Mm -hmm. And even though we are faced with challenges, because we're still still like living in a really broken world, Um, we still have a lot of our own past to work through. Yeah. Um, we have to face a lot of our fears on a daily basis still. I think what's so beautiful about that and the positive side of that that I think that nobody talks about is that we have a companion mm-hmm. who yeah. promises to go before us mm-hmm. to prepare a path for us. So we're not on this journey like we talked about friends last time and we talked mm-hmm. about yeah. having a friend to do the journey with. He is the number one friend. Like now you're on this journey through trials, tribulations, hardships, you know, whatever might be on that path, you're on it with God. Like you're not alone and there's a companion and he's super great and um, he can handle it. He can handle what you can't handle and then he can help you handle it. So no, it's not a bed of roses. As a matter of fact, it might even get more difficult, Mm -hmm. but you're not alone in it anymore. You're not, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And I think that is such an important thing to remember, you know, that, Yes, you know, he's forgiven our past, our sins, past, present and future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he's now there to do that journey with yeah. us. Yeah. Which, you know, not only do we get 
saved. Yeah. Not only do we, you know, yeah. we, we are now no longer alone. You know, alone. We're yeah. no longer committed to the you know the pits of hell for eternity mm-hmm. we are going to go to heaven mm-hmm. but between now and then until mm-hmm. we get there yeah god wants us a re- god wants a relationship with us here and now so he yeah. does and that is such um he wants to do life with us as you were saying yeah. julian we spoke about how we do life with friends mm-hmm. and that's what god wants from us and yeah it's the friend that sticks closer than a brother yeah but ladies i think that would be a conversation for another episode mm-hmm. okay so i think this would be a really good spot to pause <laughs> and say <laughs> julie's like wait we're pausing what's your takeaway Oh, who's going first? You go first, Julie. Yeah. I talked oh, a lot. Okay. <laughs> You've been really quiet. Uh, I think, um, you know, we've all been saved for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really nice looking back and chatting about really just what that is um, on a really basic level yeah. and what it looks like. And like you were saying, Danny, like what the benefits of that are. Um, we have someone that is always with us, that is that mm-hmm. friend who never is never going to leave us or forsake us. And, um, you know, he really wants to be part of every tiny bit of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no part of our lives that he's not interested in. Um, and that it really is as simple as recognising that we need him and asking him mm-hmm. to come into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Danielle? Am I allowed to have two takeaways? No. Yeah. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. No, you're only as like many one. as you want. Right. As many as you want. Okay. Well, my first takeaway would be forever, whoever's listening and whoever is still contemplating, I would say my first takeaway for you is why not? Like, mm-hmm. why not? Like, what do you have to lose from saying, I'm going to give this journey with God a, a go? Like, I would think you would not be disappointed by far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second takeaway is just gratefulness. I'm really grateful that all these years down the road, God has made sense of what salvation mm-hmm. is. Because mm-hmm. when I initially got saved, it was a pretty powerful experience. I kind of like got big mouthy and went everywhere to everybody and kind of tried to, hey, I saw you laughing at me over there, started evangelizing everybody and their mother. And then, you know, drove my own parents crazy probably. But I think like the journey that I've had with him, as you were talking about, like I have had a friend that has stuck closer than a brother and he has been with me every step of the way. So my takeaway is that um, I'm really blessed and grateful that Jesus opened my eyes to see who Mm -hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. That's my takeaway, I guess. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. There was like five takeaways there. Sorry. <laughs> my takeaway, I think, for today is that just to keep looking back to the scriptures to mm-hmm. see how many times Jesus showed us pictures of salvation. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Just yeah. to see how many times that he really wanted to get this message through to us that he wants to be our friend, that he mm-hmm. wants to be our saviour, that he wants to, you know, do life and do eternity with us. Yeah. So that's, it's pretty awesome, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It really is. Okay, well, lovely. I think we will draw this episode to close. Mm-hmm. Julie, would you like to close us in prayer? Sure. <clears throat> sure. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we just thank you so much for that gift of salvation that is free to anyone who would believe in you Mm -hmm. and believe that Jesus did what he said he did and that his death on the cross was so powerful that um, it was enough to uh, reconcile us to God and um, rebuild that relationship that was lost in the garden. I pray, Lord, for the ladies who are listening that um, if they want to make that decision lord that they would know it's as simple as mm-hmm. praying to you and crying out to you and 
um, and really asking you to come into their hearts and their lives. So I pray that as we close this episode that you would bless the ladies that are listening and that you would go with us until we get together again to talk some more about you. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. So thank you for joining us, ladies, and we look forward to you joining us next time where we are going to take a closer look at building that relationship with God. Bye. 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 so glad you joined us for this episode if you enjoyed spending time with us and think others would too please would you do us a favor like share and review the podcast also you can leave us a message of what your takeaway was from the episode this helps us get the message of god's goodness out to more people follow us on instagram facebook links in bio in the meantime may the lord bless you and protect you may the lord smile on you and be gracious to you may the lord show you his favor and give you his peace 